Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hello and welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Natasha's making a hand gesture to our producer to turn my voice down, but I think I sound A-OK. You sound good, but you know, I hear it all day. So when we're podcasting, I like it to be almost on mute. You, you like my vo- my voice to be down during the voice rela- voice well, I, related uh, media product that we give out to the world. You know, honey, I've been in a pandemic with you, and so you have? I don't really need your voice amplified. <laughs> okay, well, you chose a bad partner to do a podcast with. I can tell you that right now, because this is all the voice, baby. How you doing, Tosh? Uh, I'm fine. Good. I'm doing really good, too. I had a great set last night. Yeah, you're kind of like feeling yourself right now. Yeah, I'm high on the hog. By the way... You've had like four or five sets this week. What are you just like acting like you're just in New York now in the 80s doing comedy? (laughs) I'm just back to trying to get back to life. You know what I want to do? Wait, before I lose my train of thought, high on the hog, I have a recommendation for everybody. What is it? It's a, a food show on the Netflix channel called high on the hog and i just happened to use the turn of phrase high on the hog and uh yeah high on the hog it's a it's a it's a food are you yawning right now while i'm talking (laughs) what's high on the hog honey it's a food show but it's about uh the african-american cuisine and how it shaped american history and uh, it is i would say unequivocally the most uh powerful and emotional i have ever felt watching a food show that is until I see season one of Rat in the Kitchen, which is your new show. 
Why do you watch a food show without me? We have such a small Venn diagram of what interests us. Um, last night, I watched the food show without you because you were getting ready and doing prep work for your new television program, Rat in the Kitchen, on TBS. Well, I would wish I wish that you would watch the things that you know I hate, which is most of what you like, mm. when I'm not available. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm available... I feel like I'm talking to a, a headmistress right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss Trunchbull. But anyway, I recommend it strongly to everybody. I got emotional watching it. It was really profound. He, the guy, the guy is a chef. He went back to Benin, which is, I guess, uh, w- where the port for sixty percent of the the African slaves that were sold into America walked through this one road, through this one gate, through Benin, and were transported here. And this African American man walks back into time, into history, and walks on the path that the his forefathers walked. And uh, it was powerful. And I was wow. affected by it. Really, I was affected by it. It really touched me. I and this... and, did, and they, they make the cuisine? Yeah, and then he goes into... But it, most of it is a joyful experience. He's walking through Benin and he's eating the food and the cuisine of Benin and they're kind of talking about how, you know, w- when you're black... And this isn't something I could relate to, obviously, because although I was black in junior high school, I was never truly culturally black. Um, when you're a black person eating African-American cuisine... And then you go to Africa and you start eating their cuisine, you will start to, or what they were talking about was this experience of tasting something in Africa and going, this feels familiar. Like it feels like a distant cousin of the cuisine that we eat back home. Like it feels linked Mm. in a kind of really, it was really powerful and kind of beautiful. And I had this thought, I didn't mean to get this um, philosophical, but I had this thought about not just black, white relations, but everything about America uh, Native American, uh, the history of, of race and racism in this country. And I, you know, we always talk about slavery as the original sin of America, mm-hmm. right? And I had this thought that sin is the wrong language. I mean, it, it's, it's a helpful metaphor, but it's actually the wrong language to think about. When Is this too heady for this comedy? I'm waiting podcast? for what, what, the, what the answer is. What is it? Well, sin is the wrong is the wrong term even though sure it was sinful what it is is it's trauma it's ptsd like this country is founded not so much i mean yes it's founded on 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 uh on slavery and on colonialism and etc 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 but really what it's founded on is collective trauma because like what who are the people that had ptsd from like the vietnam war they were not in the innocent people sometimes they were but a lot of the times it was people who had done atrocious things in war, right? It's not like PTSD affects innocence only. It affects people that did horrifying things, right? Then you come home and you have this trauma from what you saw and from what you did, right? Mm-hmm. And then the whole problem with PTSD is that you have this trauma often from something that you did. And rather than process your trauma deal with it you build a wall around the trauma and you tell yourself i'll never go uh, my emotion i will emotionally never go there that is an area of my psyche that i can emotionally never go and the consequence of that is that you are propelled forward by this trauma and it starts to warp and disfigure your uh your conscious life so you stuff something into your subconscious that shouldn't be there it should be processed in the conscious world right but you stuff it and then you don't process it and then your conscious life is warped and fucked up and you can't tell why you're like propelled by this trauma and your life is chaos and you don't know why right Mm -hmm. and then that's what i think america a a big part of america's problem is 
is it's this stuffed trauma from what this the nation did well, the, the 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 ways in which this nation was able to thrive on slave labor on genocide of native people yeah but they don't even teach that in schools i didn't even l- learn that growing up exactly i'm saying it's like deep it's, well, it's sub- not it wasn't trauma for me no it was just like no I'm, one told me no not you i'm saying it's like this gigantic the simmering schools aren't teaching it why do you think they're not teaching it because we can't go there because there's a wall around the trauma right does not teaching an accurate history of what happened in this country sound like a nation that has processed its past in a true and 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 meaningful way it's like we're trying to you know hide from what we did you know, that's why everybody always says oh no we we had racism but we're over that well how do we get over it we, what, what do you mean we're over that right. you know how do we get over it and then you look it's like it's not even a compelling argument because you look left and look right and it's like well i can see it's already it's happening right now and this was a year today's the year yesterday was the year anniversary of george floyd's death and it's like well that doesn't seem like we're over it so that's my that was my my revelation from watching high on the hog is that is that the problem with race in America is not so much original sin that we haven't atoned for. It's kind of the same way of saying, I guess it's two ways of saying the same thing, but it's it's actually like psychological. It's like PTSD that we've never processed. Well, to some people, it might feel like an original sin, honey. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I get that it's useful language, but what I'm saying is like, you know, what what is, what is okay, when you do, when you, when you are sinful, right? If you're a religious person and you're sinful, what is the thing that you are, that you are supposed to do in order to get over your sin? Penance. Yeah, you say sorry to God, right? But if you have PTSD, you can say sorry to God for the things that you did at war. But in, but really, what you need to do is like you got to go over the wall and get back into that trauma, process it, bring it into your conscious mind, and and get and work through it, right? And we've that's the thing we've never done. And uh, the good people at Maps, you know, they they're doing all this great work with. Uh, MDMA and PTSD, you know, mm-hmm. to giving people this ecstasy treatment because the whole thing about taking ecstasy. Have you ever taken ecstasy? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, it never really worked for me, though. You didn't have a, a rave experience? No, I think I need a lot. Um, You should try a lot. We should get you some. Yeah, okay, sounds good. I'm a mom now. I'm not really trying to do Molly. Momly? I think our kid would love Mama Molly. That You would be like a lot of fun. You would be like a delight. All right, I'll think about it. Definitely would probably be like a lighter, breezier energy than what's going on right now. Well, I just feel like you're like totally engaged in society and you're going up every night and you're like trying to go to the spa. Like you're trying to go to like a Korean jimjilbang. And I'm like not really feeling, you know, going into like a public sauna on the heels of an infectious disease. Here's my thought on that. Okay, the jimjilbang I recognize is I I texted my, uh, my spa friends. I mean, you're my main spa friend. I don't want to go to a public hothouse right now, Mosho. There's a <laughs> there's an infectious disease that is not well, quite we're done. We're vaccinated. So? So that's the whole point of the vaccination is to get back to life. Is that you could never catch COVID or never catch a new variant of an infectious disease? I'm just trying to lay low for a minute and see what's up. I've been laying low and seeing what's up for a fucking year and a half. That's, I think, my, my perspective on so it. So because you feel done... I'm just saying. No, because I feel done and I got injected with an RNA vaccine that makes it 100% impossible that I will die of COVID or or statistically extremely close to impossible that I could die of COVID. So it's like, what am I I worried about here? 
over what am yeah, i no right the cdc seems to have some pretty consistent messaging happening and everything seems pretty i guess we could just stay in our basement but i'm trying to get out there and live i mean why why bother getting the vaccine i know how to avoid covid by sitting at home i've already done that i'm not saying i don't want to leave my house i do leave my house I'm just saying I don't want to go to a gym Joe bang to a sauna. <laughs> Listen, I will tell where you where I'm packed in with a bunch of strangers. You lay on those like clay rocks with like other people have just sweat and sweat and sweat all week. And it just stinks like feet in the whole place. Wait, now you don't like spas or you don't like ginger bangs. The you spa like you're spa- talking about, I find a little. I mean, it seems like divorced men are just spending the night there. That's true. People don't have a home, so the, it's like a half homeless shelter. I don't think that that's fair of the Jinjo. Do, do not do not disparage. People have their the like Jinjobang. Their iPads plugged in. Yeah, it's cool. They they brought their books. It's not for you. They're staying the night so you, on a you, mat. Would you like to go to a a little fancier of a spa with me? Um, I, I I'm not really trying to go to spa right there now, Moshe. I did text my friends and i said hey you guys want to test how strong these vaccines are we spas back open so i hear what you're saying i mean here's my perspective my perspective is if go I to the most covid heavy that ain't co- i mean that's just something you're saying my perspective is if i don't force myself out to get out i will find comfort in this kind of imposed um agoraphobia that we have all contracted in the last year. And I'm not trying to do that. That's why I'm forcing myself to do spots, forcing myself to go do stand-up spots, forcing myself to... Tr- I mean, like, yes, I took the... I got the vaccine, fully vaccinated. I've been fully vaccinated for a year and a half now. Uh, I got a very, very early trial um, vaccine. And... You got you mix, like, a little cocktail. Like, you got a little bit of the Moderna, mm-hmm. a little bit of that Sputnik, a yep. little J&J chaser. Yep. I did a, I did a, a, a Moderna top note I waited six weeks. I went. I flew to Russia. I got the Sputnik second <laughs> shot, and then a J a J and J one and done, just to kind of round everything out. I will say that I can taste sound. Does that is that what it's supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point is, now that I'm vaccinated, I'm like, I gotta just do it. I gotta get out, or I will not do it because it is comfortable. I am comfortable here, even though you know there are tensions you know, that come with pandemic life. Like, I'm trying to get back out to the world, man. I mean, look, would I go to a hookah bar with closed windows and, like, share an oxygen mask with somebody? Uh, Probably not. But it's like, if you believe science, you got to believe it in both directions, not just in the fear way, but also in the unfear way. That's my opinion, my feeling, my perspective. I 100% agree. I just don't want to go to a spa right now. That's the only thing? Or is there more to it, more than that? Well, the spa is like a place where people publicly sweat on top of each other and spit and they groom spit. themselves. I've definitely seen people spit in spas and they're mm-hmm. sweating and all your sweat pours but down into the pores of like... I'm not saying you should want to go to a spa. Thank you. But I'm also doing a bunch of other shit too. Yeah, you're cool. I'm not saying I'm cool. You seem like you're um, back out there. I'm trying to get back out there. You're not. Mm, I mean, yeah, I have to work and stuff. Well, it's hard with a kid, you know, like it's not really like I'm watching my kid all weekend. I can't like run an errand with her really. Yeah. You know, but I'm out there running errands daily. I'm having like a blast out in the errand world. I'll get there, Moshe. I just like it to be a little slow. 
It's so slow, though. It's been so long. It's been so long. I don't even know how to make plans really anymore. Like I have yeah. to I have to consciously force myself like I am making plans now. Like it used to be like very natural to me. I don't think this roaring 20s thing's going to happen. You don't think so? Not in LA. Hmm. I think so. But they say New York is like firing right now. You think? That's what they say. Everybody that goes to New York, every comedian I know that goes to New York comes back like they just visited Narnia. Like they're like they're Lucy coming out of the wardrobe. They're just like, "It was it's just like it's like back to normal. There's spots every night. Every restaurant's wide open. People in the parks. It's the most beautiful place I've ever seen, Edmund. That's every comedian. That's because their houses suck. <laughs> oh, because that's why they have to leave? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's New York's charm always. You just live in a box. The great living room of Manhattan. Remember what I used to have a, a bathtub in the dining room? Is that true? Yeah, and there would be like a refrigerator door, but you couldn't open it because it would also like... It would also go to Narnia. No, like you couldn't have the front door and the fridge open at the same time. Sure. I had like floors that were like a legitimate slope. Oh, yeah. You could put a marble on it and it would yeah. slide down. I was... The last time I was in New York, I was um, I was there to promote my album and I stayed in this hotel and I got really ill. Yeah. You know what you got, Moshe? You think I got COVID. I it know. was in January in New York. Right. And you were sicker than you'd ever been. It's not true. You that I... obviously had COVID. I mean, that's okay. I had the kind of COVID. It was exactly right before COVID hit like big. Yeah, I had the kind of COVID that feels exactly like a very familiar flu and went away in four days. You said it was the worst flu you'd ever had. Maybe I had COVID. I'm not one of these people that's like, I'm pretty sure I had it. So uh, you know, I'm not going to get tested, but I'm pretty sure I had it. I, every person I Why know do all of your impressions have buck teeth? <laughs> <laughs> because my favorite movie is Breakfast at Tiffany's and you can't watch it anymore because of cancel culture. <laughs> That's why. All right. Well, listen, New York, I'm sure is, what did you say on fi firing? firing? New York is firing and uh, LA is smoldering, not smoldering. It's cold. It's, it's I, ashes. It's just back to the land of people flaking. Sure. Well, that's good. We're getting back to normal. Things are getting launched again. I told you, I walked into the comedy store after a year off, and there was a male comedian there that had cornered a female comedian and was telling her why you can't believe all the Me Too accusers. And I was like, wow, nothing has changed. This feels like a time machine. It feels like I pressed pause in the green room at the comedy store, went home, slept for a year like Rip Van Winkle, and then came back and pressed play. And I was like, hey, everything's the same. Comedians were in the hallway, like flirting with 21-year-olds in miniskirts. I was like, wow, really? No one has learned a thing. That's a So what are you going to do? What did you learn? I learned a lot of stuff. Yeah, like what? Well, I learned that the racial trauma in this country is much like PTSD. Um, no, what did I learn? I learned um, that I think that... Uh, in the same way that I think you often learn with trauma, which is what this was, right? Collective trauma, that uh, things that I thought were important, I don't care about as much anymore. And things that, uh, and I learned how to value the things that remained important to me throughout the throughout the pandemic. Um, I learned that uh, that the outdoors is like total salvation for me. I guess I kind of knew that before, but I it, feel the same about that. Yeah, that that, that was a nice revelation. Um, I learned that I'm not my my work, that mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm not only my work. 
Um, you learned all this in the pandemic? Yeah, I learned a lot. What did you learn? Um, I was just pretty much stressing about what preschool to send our kid to. <laughs> you and learned then, about a lot of the uh, preschools in the eastern Los Angeles area. And like if she would have to wear a mask and what would be safe for her and us. Well, I learned about that too uh, by proximity. Oh, because I would talk about it? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? You know, I guess it's just another waste of my time. No, it's not. It's huge. It's hugely important. But listen, enough about me. Why don't we take a call? I would love to actually discuss race theory. But fine. If we're going to do a call, let's do it. Okay, now we're going to call Samantha and Bob in Madison, Alabama. S&B 500. Hi. What's up? Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah, it looks like it's, it's like a we're little... on a double date. Totally. It guys... really is. You know, a little, little couples therapy, you know? Or, or partner swapping, depending on how this goes. <laughs> that's what Moshe's going to try to pitch. Yeah, that's my advice. Okay. My, my advice to you, honestly. But for you, Bob, he wants yeah. some of that. Yeah, honestly, Bob, I wouldn't mind. Bob's, Bob's kind of hot. Kind of got a linen. He's, he's a cool guy. You, you he's what, got a stash, you know. You know what you look like is both Lennons, John and the Russian one. A little bit of both. <laughs> there we go. I'll take it. I'll All right. It. You know, and and we're we're wanting to cut his hair. No, maybe I'm wanting to cut his hair, no, but <laughs> I, I, I've heard of your recent demise in that. <laughs> well, with every great demise comes uh, someone else's glory. Natasha's thrilled. I just tried to take every opportunity I could every spare moment to shame him for having long hair, every joke I could come up with, every person I could get to make fun of him. And finally, he cut it. What I will say, though, uh, leaving me out of this, is that, uh, Bob, you look great with long hair. Honestly, I'm. It, it's working It's working hard for me, and I, I think that it's... Uh, Pretty thick y- mustache, thick, too, Nice, thick mustache. I mean, no one in here, babe. Yeah, you got it's a, a it's a good stash. You got a thick you got I, I used to do the curl situation, but working in the medical field having to have a mask on all the all the time, I decided to put my makeup away for a little while. So Yeah. You, you look good. I you got a thick ass. You got, ooh, you got a thick little mustache. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mustache got some back. Okay, so how can right. we help you guys? All right. Um, okay. This is definitely out of comfort zone going on a podcast and talking about sex life, but you know. We're here, right? You've been excited for it. (laughs) He's like, this is your thing, babe. We could tell Bob was less enthusiastic from, I would say, moment one. (laughs) So, okay. We are parents of a beautiful five-year-old. And she's finally getting to the stage where she's sleeping through the night. Most of the nights, you know, Mm -hmm. right? So, but we still have to do the ritual of like locking down our room and all of that when we get busy. And so um, I feel like I am a normal level of audible in the bedroom, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) So the other night we're getting busy and he puts a pillow over my head. (laughs) Maybe you should cut the hair, Bob. Maybe you should cut the hair. It's doing things to your brain a little bit, I think. I got so pissed and I went passive aggressive and just went mute. I was like, nope, nope. And so anyway, we worked it out. He apologized and all that. But, you know, I I feel a little bit self-conscious, you know, 
it, should I be audible? I've never woken up our child during sex. So she has walked in on us though. So there's that, but Bob, you wanted to say something? <laughs> yes. Bob, yeah, Bob, Bob, the, Bob, the strangler. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So, okay. Uh, in, in the past, um, you know, before we were able to own a home and living in an apartment, um, there was at least one time when there were neighbors that would uh, bang on the adjacent wall. With paper thin walls. Though. Yes, I know. But at those times, the pillows were an essential piece. Sure. Uh, so I don't know what it was. I may have just reverted back to uh, what 10 years ago or something of that yeah. nature and just you tossed a pillow at her, you know, hey, you're getting a little loud there. Uh, and, and then here we are. Um, why did you get so pissed? Good Good question. Good, fair question. Mm. Um, maybe I felt like it was like a, you're you're being too loud, you know? Like you felt like the male hand kind of like the oppressor. Maybe. Shoving his face into your head. head. Is that What's interesting is that this is only being vocalized now. <laughs> Wait, did what did you think you were? She was calling about the mustache. <laughs> I explained it all. Possibly the hair. I don't know. No, Bob. <laughs> this is interesting because I feel like Moshe and I have had a similar issue, but he's. He's, I'm the one screaming. I'm so loud. Well, but I'm, he doesn't care. Whereas, like, I will d- definitely be silent. Wait, what do you More mean? More silent. What do you mean? During if sex? we're having sex while the kid is sleeping, I'm just like not trying to traumatize her. Like, I saw my mom humping when I was little, and it was like it's called, I hated they're it. They're from Alabama. It's called getting busy. <laughs> it's true, though. I, I I'm not worried about because I know that our kid sleeps deeply. I'm not worried, and I'm not worried about. Not when she's napping always I, in the day. Yeah, always. She's never. We've never woken her up. But also, is it? Do you guys? Can I ask you? Do you think it's weird? And Natasha says this is weird. That I, this, when I have sex, this is what I sound like. This I go like, uh, oh fuck yeah, oh fuck fuck yeah. Like does that? Seem, she says it's like a little feminine. <laughs> the whole time, Moshe. Well, he's kidding. I'm kidding. Um. So you, yeah. So we have a similar issue. I didn't know we had an issue. This is or the first not time you're issue. I'm that. just saying, like, I'm more aware more of it. More self conscious about it. Yeah, like I, I just, I don't want to ever, you know, bring something to her head before she needs to deal with it. You know, right, right. And, and she, and maybe that's where I'm at as well. You're worried about right. waking her up. I'm not, I'm not it's not waking her up. It's that like her hearing sh- sh- her, her ask wondering what that is or mimicking it or thinking, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I, this is interesting. Well, I, it happened. It happens. Samantha and Bob that I had a great set last night. I was at the comedy store, crushed it. This just happens to, to be true. Uh, right. I just wanted to bring that up. No, you've been talking about it all day. One, he made me listen to his set. No, one. No, the only reason I made her listen to my set is because I was I'm working on new stuff. And one of the bits, I swear to God, it's very uncanny, is about how women make more noise in bed than men. And I won't do I'll spare is you. It, I'll, is it a cue of that? They're doing a good job. No, I think, that's the whole premise well? of the bit. That's the whole premise of the bit. And I won't, I'll spare you the actual bit. When we come to Alabama, I'll do it in person. But what I learned was, and this is a theory um, from my friend, Dr. Christopher Ryan, who wrote Sex at Dawn, is that 
we're really related to these monkeys called the bonobos, right? That's like our closest relative, uh, depending on your belief system. Maybe there's no monkey in, in your family tree. I don't know how Alabama, you guys, Alabama. But um, we're very related. We're North Alabama. Okay, sure. That means a lot. And in case you guys aren't familiar with, uh, a lot of men like to throw around the bonobo reference so they can try to like <laughs> fuck people besides their wives. I'm not saying I believe it, but it's what the bitch One been. more guy starts talking about bonobos. <laughs> Fuck you. Why don't you try to go to a bar and pick up other people while you're nursing? Well, this has it's not- impossible but- to have that kind of open bonobo relationship <laughs> when you're a woman. The point is that that uh, that the bonobos are, are sexually open uh, monkey society. All the men will have sex with the women and they'll do it like in, in like a gangbang fashion to maximize the possibility of impregnation. And, you know, it's like more possible to get the bonobo pregnant if she's fucking every bonobo in the village than if she's just fucking her partner. And so here's the theory. And if you're vocal, the theory is if you're vocal, and the reason that human beings are vocal, human women are vocal is because somewhere in our like deep evolutionary brain is a little bonobo screaming out to the other bonobos in the jungle like, hey, come this way. Everybody, there's, we're, we're having sex over here. So come on, line up, line up, everybody. I have a question. Does your orgasm feel worse if you're quiet? Because mine feels the same. I feel like I'm stifling it. Ah, I see. It's so like you- a sneeze when you hold it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I... Okay, so wait, we got off on a tangent, but the point is women are are, are louder than men. I think I, you could almost say biologically across the board. It's a funny thing that men think it's because they're so good in bed because if that were true, it wouldn't be women in general are louder. It would be only the women that you sleep with because you're such a Casanova and all of the other women are like, I've never been loud before. And they're like, wait till you meet Bob. Bob's got a new mustache. I, I mean, he's got a good mustache. We can't deny it. I can, I, here's what I think. I think that, I'm sorry, what's the girl's name? You should, she's right there. Ask her. Belinda? Yeah, yeah, Belinda. I think... Samantha. What is it? Samantha. Samantha <laughs> should be 20% less quiet in her cums overall. More quiet, you're saying? Yeah, less loud. Sorry, yeah. More quiet. Yeah. Just 20%. You know, just sure. you, so you know the kid's not going to wake up. And mm-hmm. Bob should never silence her by shoving a pillow in her face because I can actually see how that would really make me feel un- unsafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's a tr- that's a bonobo move right there. Actually, <laughs> it's a straight monkey move. That's a monkey move. Uh, I'm a bonobo. Now I'm an advanced bonobo. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can talk and stuff. I I, I yeah, hear you. I I. Okay. Go ahead, Bob. I was just going to say that there is no forcing of anything. No, it was no, a no, simple, no, no. simple toss, you know, of a frisbee in, in emotion. <laughs> you know, like, hey, if you if you Here's think this a- may, you know, this might be beneficial. Well, let me ask you, you this, know. Samantha. Samantha. Yes. When you guys used to live in the apartment and he used to throw the pillow yes. and the salad days of pillow tossing. Did right, you like it right. then? No, again, it felt like it was stifled. Bob, yeah. Bob you just found it. You just found it. Wait, wait, I wasn't always no, 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 initiated. No, 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 no. It wasn't that it it was him bothering me. It was that, like, there wasn't the, the freedom of the apartment, right. you know. Yeah, because it's not okay. like this was my ideal. Got it, got okay, it. Okay, I have another idea. And now she's going to be 20% less 
loud in the house. But when you take her out and the kid's not there, she gets to be like even like 20% more than her at 100. So she can like save those like super loud comes and like (laughs) find new new heights when when you're alone. But when the kid's there, you know, you can just tone it back the tiniest bit, do it in his ear, however you want to do it. But I I think that would help. And and again, just to clarify, we have not woken up our child. No, I hear you. But, you know, you always think, oh, I could. I am of a different mind. You'll be surprised to hear. I don't think you need to stifle yourself at all. I don't if it doesn't wake the kid up, then it listen eventually it's making him uncomfortable but that's not why she makes noise it's not for his comfort it's for her pleasure i i I don't think that it that that's why i I don't think you should adjust your sexual behavior so that i mean yes you adjust your sexual behavior towards your partner if you were punching bob in the balls and he's like i'm not into cock and ball torture that's not my thing yes you have to stop doing that but this isn't sex that she's having with him this is her own bodies it'd be like if i was telling you like could you not make that face during sex it would it would be i don't think you need to quiet down your sex if you guys want to you can put music on if bob if it really makes you uncomfortable you can put music on this is my opinion louder music you did in college yeah like what well, yeah, and it's not like it's always 100 percent that i'm uncomfortable yeah um i mean this was it, it, it happens maybe a, a handful of times but but at the same time as being a man it's also reassuring that I'm doing my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, that you're doing you know, your job, have, yeah. getting her ready for the other bonobos in the village. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I showed up to work today. So. Well, I think my idea was kind of cool. No, they, I'm not. Because then not. she can just like not make him feel really uncomfortable when they're at home. But then when they're, you can like even like book a little weekend vacation. It's like a fucking come oh. vacation. And she can just like yelp as loud as she wants and have your parents watch your kid the truth is your kid's gonna hear you eventually anyway and probably if they hear you yelping they're not gonna think this is my opinion i don't think your idea is bad i think it's good i'm just saying here's a different idea uh they're not gonna think mom and dad are fucking they're gonna think what's that and if and I don't know. But anyway, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't, I haven't thought about it. And what age does that happen? What age do they transfer from being the little innocent kid to, you know, where we to knowing, do to knowing to. what's going on? In We're there. the wrong people yeah. to ask. Yeah. The truth is, I'm really the wrong person to ask because my mother was deaf. So she was never regulating her sexual noises right. my entire life. I heard it all my whole life. Every bit yeah. of it. Is that what's wrong with you? That might be it. That might be it. You heard your mom having sex all the time? Sure. Yeah. But didn't the guy she was with, he would he make a bunch of noise too? Um You I'll, just remember hearing her? Yeah, I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. See? It's damaging. Just try to be a little a little quieter. I'm telling you, no kids right. need to hear that. I'm okay going a little quieter if it saves some therapy for the Remember kid, we saw know? that surf documentary, Moshe? And that, hold on. That, fam- that family lived in a van. There was like five kids. It's so And they different. said they listened to their mom and no, dad have sex they, every night. They saw. They lived in a bus. And they saw their... They all, there were 16 kids or something living in a bus. And they would see their... And, and their dad was like a complete like sex fiend. Like four times a day type of dude i mean this and is, they a, all yeah. ended up killers that's a no they didn't that's a different reality <laughs> that, that's a different reality than you guys are living in i the biggest and most important point here is they've never woken their kid up it's not it's a non-issue it hasn't happened 
She's having pleasure. The kids asleep thinking okay. about sugar plums. And Bob is in there thinking about all of the... T- is like you, thinking about all the terrible psychological repercussions that could occur should she wake up. But anyway... <laughs> That's how Bob and I choose to spend our free time. Okay? <laughs> Leave us alone. So those are your choices. Uh, take it down 20%. And, yeah. um, and But give yourself 20% on your own vacation, 20% more. So it's like 120 to 150. Or put on, put on some James Blake or something. Turn it up. And if your kid wakes up, they'll wake up to the music. And at that point, you will know... Okay, we need to turn it down a bit. Those are your choices should you choose to take them. And Bob, keep that hair long. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We're going on a tent camping trip next oh, week. Oh, now don't have sex. In Florida. Don't have sex at all so, during that trip. Well, no. No. Absolutely not. But but I I feel like this hair is going to be a bit sweaty in Florida. Yeah, you look in more Florida when you undid it, you looked more Florida than before. <laughs> Yeah, now you're ready. <laughs> I feel like it works. Here's the, here's the thing, though. I'm a hairy man. I'm going to be sweaty anyways. I hear you, brother. You're preaching to the choir yeah. right now. Now I'm back over on TV. Yeah, Bob. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Well, I think you guys are welcome. We gave you a lot of good advice. We killed it. Thank I would you. say and, we killed it. Uh, we'll come to Alabama. That sounds so fun. I would love to go to Alabama. Yeah. We will be there, front row. Na- for Nashville, Huntsville, or Birmingham. We'll be That's there. A, I've done Nashville. That's a great place. But I'm, I'm actually never... not available for any of those places in the near future. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Maybe it'll just be me because I'm. I don't know if you guys heard, but no, la- Birmingham. I can do. I don't know if you heard, but last night at the comedy store, I really had a good set. It was just. It was really. I applaud yeah. you. I wish I could have been well, there. Well, we'll come your way. Well, they I'll say in comedy, way. you're only as good as your last set. So That's Moshe. Right. Right is now. like really feeling himself where like <laughs> I haven't had a set in a year and a half so all right you guys good luck thank you so Thanks. much good to talk bye 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 I was just thinking that the other night when we were having sex or it was the day because our kid was napping mm-hmm. and I was like I don't think she's really sleeping yet I don't want to have like loud orgasm usually you do though usually you you um you remember Axel Rose in his prime <laughs> that's how I would describe <laughs> Sort of the sound of Yeah, now you're making me getting randy. Um, there is no good word for horny, huh? Horny, randy. Horny's good. Ugh. Turned horny's on. not good. Randy's Turned not on's good. good. Turned on. No, I think that's good. Ugh. If someone told me they were randy, I would not marry them. I hear that. But wait, wait. I think turned on is good. Turned on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. Juicing? That that works. Rock hard boner? I have a rock hard boner. No, I don't like that. I'm on bone right now? No. My dick on stone? Mm, Is thumping? No, it's, it's thumping seems like the, you're not sure what's thumping. It's the quickening? It's the thickening? No. Um, plumping up? No. Um, chubbing? You no. you're thinking about that one? That one might be no, good. No, no, no. I don't like. You want to change this. the subject? Or <laughs> you're just thinking about how you don't like this bit anymore. I know you all too well, Natasha. And you know how well I know you. How well? I know what you want to do next. Hmm. You want to listen to some secrets, don't I you? Would actually. Well, let's do it. Hey, Tasha. Hey, Moshe. Um, I have a secret. Um, I am a straight male. Um, I'm also married. Been married almost 10 years. 
Um, but as of lately, I've been contemplating uh, possibly finding a gay man to hook up with uh, so that I can receive a blowjob more often than I do now, which is close to once uh, to never twice a year. I was going to say a week. Um, I think that desperation has kind of led me to uh, possibly finding a gay man to hook up with. Um, I also think that maybe my straight brain doesn't understand what that lovely community is about. Uh, I think they probably just hang out all day and give each other blowjobs. Um, but nevertheless, uh, that's my secret. I uh, love the podcast and I love you guys. Later. Now that is fascinating and a good secret. I have a question. Yeah. Um, does a blowjob feel better than sex? Wouldn't you rather have... I always thought a blowjob was what was what you did if you couldn't have sex. That's hilarious. Because he was kind of making it seem like it's preferred. No. It's more like he... You asked me, I have a question. Are you telling me fried chicken tastes better than pizza? And I'm like, no. I want to have both. They're both really good. Give me both. So she won't even suck his dick, his wife, like before they have sex? Once a year. Hmm. And so does that, and do you think a man's lips on your penis feel different than a woman's lips? I would say it probably depends on the stubble portion. <laughs> That'd be my guess. But I'm, uh, that was really, that's really interesting. I'm trying to think, is that guy secretly queer? Or bi? Or is he just really into blowjobs? Like, what? What's it's, it's everything. Sexuality is like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's you know, some... it's This is male and this is female. There's like a little... It's, yeah, I totally. It's just a weird spectrum. But I'm, yeah, totally. But, but he was framing it as if it really had nothing to do with anything about just, having a it was male just partner. Like the amount of time he wants to have. It was about blowjobs. No, but then he said something about their sweet lifestyle or he said... I think what he was saying, that was a little bit weird. It sounded weird. I think he was saying he's he's probably being an ignorant straight guy mm. thinking all all gay men would just be like thrilled to be able to give him a blowjob. It but, sounds like he has kind of a nice dick and he wants to show it off. No, it sounds like he wants to get his dick sucked. <laughs> but you know what I realize now as I'm saying it out loud? Why a gay man? Why not... Why not a female prostitute if he clearly wants to hook up with a guy? Right? I mean, it's like if you miss blowjobs, you just find a female sex worker to give you a blowjob once a, a month or whatever it is that you need to stay in your marriage, in your, in your frigid marriage. I mean, let's, we could talk about that too. Hmm. A partner that won't give you oral sex but once a year? What did Chris Rock say? There's like there's three... Something about there's like three different rela relationships with oral sex. First, there are the people that won't give it, do it at all. And he's just like, bye, see ya. <laughs> That's sort of my vibe. If you don't do that, I mean, goodbye. Like, wh why, what, what, what? What are you worth? If you're not going to do that, if you're not going to suck my dick. No, it's not what are you worth. I mean, it's you're like. You're a zero. No, it's not the whole value. No, I hear you. But I it's, hear you. it's, it's a, uh, it's a non-negotiable. Right. I mean, if you refused, if that was a thing, in if you refused it, then I would probably want to negotiate something. 
I guess I thought that like most sex starts with sucking someone's dick. I mean, it should start with all kinds of stuff. I mean, maybe just... she has an issue. Clearly. So does he. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like whatever. It doesn't matter. Everybody should do whatever they want to be comfortable sexually. But if you refuse. If you really want something that your part. That's where it gets weird. It's, it doesn't matter what it is. It's that you really want something and your partner's really denying it to you, denying it. Uh, denying you of it it's that's not healthy it feels like a like a a randy 50s sitcom it's like george it's your birthday you know what that means it's like huh is it and then you feel like peg bundy all the time exactly no one will fuck you that whole vibe of like oh peg bundy wanted it and couldn't get it yes and al al and even though she was way hotter than him right he never felt like fucking right she was always like dressing up pushing her tits up kind of of the brilliance of that show right is to have this like hot you know sex starved wife like it it was a reverse reversed the kind of typical expectation of sexuality it was a pretty great show that was a good show she ate bonbons in terms of, I, I, I mean, I don't know about the all this plots and stuff, but I really like story. No, it was good. And character. And I think that is like, a, that, that was a good, I remember it was influential to me. Yeah. No, it's a great show. Anyway, good luck with you on your journey to pretend that all you miss is blowjobs and not that you actually are queer. And when you're ready to admit that, call us back and we'll help you through that. No, but you're right. It really does suck to want something sexual from your partner and not get it. That's like yeah. torture. Also, it's not like what what it's it's not like you want something sexual like diaper play. Okay, right. I get it. You got a fetish. It's very specific. It right. freaks your partner out. That's cool. I get that. That's, that's completely a diff- different. That's a challenge. It's like oral sex. That's like A and B. It's not like, oh, oh, maybe, and also maybe he wants a man because he thinks, oh, all women just must be like that. <laughs> I, I still don't. Yeah, I think he wants to hook up with a guy. Okay. And doesn't quite can't quite I admit agree. it. That's the fantasy. The fantasy is not I'm gonna find another woman to give me blowjobs. The fantasy is I'm gonna find a man who loves sucking dick. And guess what, buddy? <laughs> You'll be able to find that person. Well, I don't know. You might not be cute, but. <laughs> Odds are you'll be able to find that person. So good luck. Oh, but what about... Here's a question before we move on. We haven't even addressed the elephant in the in the secret, which is he'll be cheating on his wife. Okay, if you withhold sex completely, you kind of like... Someone's good. You're going to get cheated on. But if you only withhold... And, I, I, and I'm not positive. I, I'm not positive how I feel about the ethics. You know, the ethics of somebody withholding sex from you completely and then you stepping out. I'm not sure if that's unethical. I don't know how unethical it is. But if somebody's just withholding oral sex from you, isn't it? It seems like you can't cheat. You got to tell your partner, I think I'm going to go find a guy to do it. I should probably do it either way. What do you think? I mean, I don't think his wife thinks she's withholding oral sex from him. A blowjob a year? Right, but she probably in her head is like, I fuck him all the time and, you know, if I feel like doing it, I'll do it. And then she never feels like it. Clearly not. She know, She's she got to know. You think he doesn't ask? He only asks her once a year? He's probably always like, what about, what about, what about? So what does their sex look like? It's probably bad. I'll be honest. 
There's, it's hard for me to imagine that there's a person out there that's like, I won't go down on you, but that's really open and hot in the sex act. <laughs> right? <laughs> seems impossible. She's like, I'll never suck that dick. But throw it in my ass. I just don't, I just don't believe it. Okay. All right. I hear you. All right. Well, let's take another secret. All right. Wait, you never told me what you think. About what? Hey, Tasha. Hey, Hey, turn that secret off. Is it wrong for him to do that? I think it is, huh? It's always wrong to... Of course it's wrong to cheat on your spouse. If you... if, If I withheld sex from you for five years... Oh, sex? Yeah, all sex. The whole sex. Any kind of sexual contact. And you cheated on me. I'm kind of thinking like that's on me. But honey, that's not what he said. Like I would I never be in a relationship with someone who wouldn't fuck me for five years. You would just break up. That's probably the right answer. Just be honest. Break up. Find a new partner. But what if you loved me? Every other part of me. The, and, and we had this child together. And we had this working relationship together. And you loved being with me. But the one thing was I had some weird hiccup about sex. And I just wouldn't give it to you. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about... Right. You're saying, is it okay to cheat? Do I even have to tell you? I mean, I think communication is always Yeah. Key, but what if right? I, you knew it would kill me and I wouldn't allow it? Oh. um, I mean, it sounds like a slippery slope. Yeah. But if you're saying that I can go do whatever I want, that's cool. You can do whatever... You've always been able to do whatever you want, honey. Thank you. Just no comedians. <laughs> <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> All right. Let's hear another secret. Hey, Tasha. Hey, Moshe. So Wait, hold on a second. Gas station, pa- pause, pause. This is what's up with these listeners? These casual listeners. <laughs> Tasha. Two Tashas in a row. Have a little decorum. That's what my mom calls me. I know. It's very intimate. Have a little decorum. When you call a secrets hotline to talk about how you are about to step out to a truck stop to get your dick sucked by a random trucker <laughs> or, or, or a, a, a lizard lot or a lot lizard rather. Don't say Tosh. Say, hello, Ms. Legero. Hello, Mr. Kasher. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Good, good rant, honey. Hey, Tosh. Hey, Moshe. So the gas station I go to every day to buy some cigarettes and Mark Bond beer recently installed one of the little machines that dumps your change out and you grab it out of it. And the other day I went in, gave the teller my cash, there was obviously somebody else's change in the little hopper. My change came out. I was not going to pick my change out, so I just took it all. Don't feel bad about it. Don't care. Took it, went and bought something else. That's my secret. <laughs> well, oh. what's funny is he said he went to get his beer and cigarettes every day. <laughs> I was like, wow. He's... I have white cloth. <laughs> oh, his his. Cigarettes and White Claw. Beer, cigarettes, and White Claw. Every day. <laughs> Sounds like a fun life, I guess. I, that was that secret was chilling. Is that he stole seventy five cents? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I am, I'm not recovered from hearing that. I hear you though. I guess there's I, evil in the world. I would rather be guilty of stealing some change than to have to like sort out money during COVID and try to explain how much money someone's owed. It's fits like thirty five. There you go. There you go. It's COVID. You were avoiding COVID. You did the right thing, brother. Okay, good. One more secret. Hi. Um, I'm a longtime fan of the show and of both of you. You guys are great. 
Um, this is my secret. So I feel like there's some kind of like joke in the culture that you're, like you're supposed to masturbate thinking about watching porn or thinking about some guy you saw, you know, on the elevator or someone from your past or something like that. And that if you think about your partner, that's somehow stupid or weird. And I really only think about my husband and <laughs> I've been with him for a very long time, like since I was very young and way over a decade. And um, I just think about him every time. Um, I don't know if it's like almost like a monogamy fetish or something. Um, like that's the appeal is that he's the one person and that's, there's like a ownership there or something like that. Um, anyway, have a good day. Bye. See, this is why you sleep with lots of people before you get married. So you have memories to think about while you're masturbating. You know, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's different. She, she found her. Have... She found her soulmate, and yeah. she just wants to think about him. And she doesn't. Well, of course she wants to think about him. She doesn't have anything else to think about. Nobody masturbates thinking she about could porn. Watch... No, but she could watch porn. She could watch porn. That's what we recommend. That's what Natasha recommends. Stop yeah. thinking about. Your oh husband. yeah, just to see what it feels like. Just just do just watch one porno and see what that feels like. She's gonna hate it. I can tell already. <laughs> like, well, I would love it if my husband was in it <laughs> and the actress was me. Here's the scenario. <laughs> it's not a plumber coming over. It's my husband coming <laughs> over. And it's to my house. And we live there together. And we have uh, two cats in the yard. <laughs> and we make love. And we stare into each other's eyes. And I say, I love. And he says, you. And we share a breath. Why do you make fun of them? They found each other. It's beautiful. But it's f for me to make fun of. All right. Well, listen. What do you think about when you masturbate? You don't have to tell me. Let's. Should we do another call? Yeah. We have someone waiting. Oh, okay. Let's do another call. Do you like how I pretend that I'm producing these calls? <laughs> I'm always <laughs> like, we've got someone on the East Coast they're holding. Hey, Tosh. Hey, Mosh. What, that last caller, that was how you do it. Hey, don't even say, big fan of the show. Don't say our names. Have some respect. Oh, it's like too intimate they're telling you their secret. No, I'm just kidding. I, you say whatever you want. Who cares? Who's anybody? Nobody deserves respect. Oh, yeah. We're going to call Oni in Taiwan. This is awesome. Hello. Oni, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Moshe? Good, good. Oni. Hi, Oni. Hi, Natasha. Hello. Oh, this is awesome. That's well, awesome for us, too, because you're calling from Taiwan. You're our first caller ever to call from Taiwan. What are you doing there? Yay. Well, I'm here teaching English. Amazing. You like it? Do you love it? What's happening? Uh, I do like it. I, 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 it gives you an opportunity, you know, to uh, try something new. Now, Oni, maybe you can answer a question uh, for me. I was in a debate, a heated debate with a friend of mine, and he said, I don't like Chinese food. I, I like Taiwanese food. And I said, no, dude. Taiwanese food is a kind of Chinese food. And then I went on to the, the Reddit, uh, the r slash Taiwan, and I asked them, and they pretty much all said that I was wrong. And then I asked some of my Taiwanese friends, and they kind of said I was wrong. At this point, I'm starting to feel like I'm wrong. But then I'm like, is it just political, the, the, the difference between Taiwanese food and Chinese food? Or 
you've had Chinese food. You're from the States, right? Yeah, so I'm from the States, yeah. You've had Chinese food in the States. Now you're in Taiwan eating the real deal Taiwanese. Is it different? So I actually can tell you, I've also lived in China. Ah, beautiful. So mainland yes. China. So I can tell you, I won't get a lot of likes probably, but uh, mainland China, Chinese food is way oh, better. Oh, better. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had to say better. <laughs> it's... It's way better. And look, I I, I don't want to get like, a, oh, you know, Taiwanese has a lot of great uh, food. Like they're really good with um, vegetarian or vegan options, mm. like really good, you know. Um, but when it comes to flavor and everything, mainland Chinese food is awesome. Mm. I, I, I loved it. That's what I miss, actually. You don't miss yeah, American so. food? Sorry. You don't miss American <laughs> food? You miss Chinese food? I, but you know what? I miss American Chinese food, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but particularly American Chinese food because um, it's it's a little bit more palatable. Like, um, you, you know what you're getting. You can read it. <laughs> it's easy to the read. The only Chinese food I like in America really is Szechuan. Yeah, we got, we got the San Gabriel Valley out here where San Gabriel Valley is interesting, maybe not interesting to our listeners, but it's this place. Are, where are you from? I'm from New York. New York City. Okay, so in in the San Gabriel Valley, it's all of the Chinese immigrants from all over China all moved to like one, two little cities. So it's actually, they say there's actually more cuisine diversity in the San Gabriel Valley than is easy to find in China because it's everybody from every region in China living oh, yeah. in these little towns so you can go like get the best Sichuan food, the best Taiwanese food, the the, the best, uh, you know, Hunan. You can kind of go and choose your own adventure cuisine-wise. You wouldn't know about that. You wouldn't know about that because you're from New York, where there's very few kinds of food, and it's kind of all one kind of restaurant in New York City. But anyway, it's just a little. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we got we got a little Chinatown. No, we got Chinatown. Okay, so Oni, what's what's going on? Uh, so what's going on? All right. So basically, I'm in a long distance um, marriage. And uh, my husband is actually living in Shanghai, China. Oh, you don't miss that mainland uh, Chinese food. You miss that mainland Chinese dip. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I will say that. I do. I, I do. Um, but uh, he's not Chinese. So um, he's actually from uh, Europe. And uh, he's, he's there uh, not teaching English, but actually uh, teaching basketball. Because, you know, China's into basketball as well. So um, that's why he's there. And I was there with him. That's where we met. And um, but uh, Corona happened. So uh, we got separated when we got back home. So we thought, oh, yeah, we'll just let China figure this out. and We'll go back home. And uh, unfortunately, you know, you know what happened. So um, uh, what happened was actually he was able to go back. I wasn't. Uh, due to uh, permit issues that I had and borders being very strict going back to China. So my uh, second option was to come here to Taiwan. And for any Taiwanese listening, look, I get it. You guys are like the Canada to like um, America. It's like China is like the America now. And Taiwanese is like Canada. We're like, hey. they're like, yeah, we're good. We're easy going. Wait, so you're and China's like. Yeah. Could, could your husband have gone with you to Taiwan? Well, 
that's the issue now. So we were planning on getting him here. Unfortunately, Taiwan is going through its first lockdown with coronavirus. Right now you're going through the first lockdown? Yeah, yeah. They were able to um, keep it away for almost a year. Fucking, and it was looking positive. These fucking islands, man. They, they're just so... They have such an advantage at keeping stuff out. All these islands, like but Australia... But they didn't keep it out. I know, but it's two years later. It's like Australia, New Zealand, <laughs> Taiwan, like... Japan, they all kind of nailed it. I mean, so to be honest, if you're going on lockdown a year in, that is probably that's good or something. Why? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if it comes, it comes. I don't know. Okay, so 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 you're on lockdown. He's in China. Yeah. He's just dunking in China right now, right? He's just (laughs) he's enjoying lots of fun doing that. I just think that you guys should, if you can't figure out a way to be together. during all of this, I, I feel like that's you, you got to figure that out. <laughs> well, they have international. Exactly. I know. With. Well, he should come to her. Well, we, we haven't heard what the okay, issue is. OK. OK. <laughs> well, I mean, you're right, Natasha. Um, he was about to, you know, well, he's and we still are the process. We still don't know if Taiwan will not let him in or not. We're still going through the process. It's just that just before the lockdown, we were just certain he can come. You know, and so now it's like they had to let a few people not come in that were like that had permits, you know, like they were they should be here, but they're not because they had to lock down. So we're a little bit worried that, you know, if this thing continues like it has been eating through the rest of the world, uh, has it as it did before. um, It's now like, what do we do if this is going to be another three months of like denial for him to come? So, like, we're waiting, and we'll wait for as long as we have to, but the problem is really, like, what do we do in the the meantime while we're waiting to get back to each other, whether that's in three months or, God forbid, a year from now? What do you mean by what? Do you have something, Tosh? No, I mean, I I think this is, you know, this is like... uh, a once in a hundred years thing <laughs> Tell me about that it. we're going it through. Is. So I think you have to be kind of easy on yourself and maybe it will be a long distance marriage for a year. But yes, you do have to find a way. But at least as long as there's strong plans to reunite when you can and as soon as it's safe. And you really have to trust each other too because I don't know, I feel like if things are opening up, you want to be the priority for each other, Right. That's isn't that the first thing you kind of want to open up to when I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm absolutely. I'm curious what you mean by what do we do in terms of what? Well, I mean you wait, I guess. No, but they need to have. You mean like a dating life, or make sure he's not meeting someone else, or <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, so keeping the um, intimacy going because this isn't our first time separated. We've been actually separated since uh october Got it. and of 2020 and we were great with communication but it's actually i mean i won't say it's dwindling but we're coming to a head where everything every time we're talking it's like okay what's going on with the borders what's going on with this what's going on how can we get yeah and that's like taken over our yeah. like minds and we I can't think, like move on i think maybe you because you maybe are you're calling a podcast so you're obviously you feel more even you know you feel pretty strongly about yes. it 
I think that you need to kind of spearhead a romantic date and, you know, virtual or whatever it is. Or you guys like talk on the phone and you order your favorite food and then maybe you watch a movie together and then call each other after. I mean, I've done that just with friends, you know, and then have, I don't know if you have phone sex or, you know, do whatever you think, masturbate and think about each other and, you know, you just have to like have it maybe try one see how it goes you're lucky neither of you are in japan because if you masturbated over the internet in japan the the genitals will be blurred out so that's something to think about well isn't this how like (laughs) kids date like don't they just like right watch tv together on their phones like that is also a way to be together no it's nice and it's fun and i've you know i I, there it is possible to have a, a version of intimacy that I've had with my friends. I've never had romantic intimacy on Zoom, but like friends that I wasn't able to see, we still would hang out and it felt almost like the real thing. But what I was thinking about was these are not really action items as much as like psychological things to remember. Is like Natasha said something early on the pandemic, which is uh, I've thought about since like what's wild about COVID is it's a, it's a traumatic experience that everyone on earth is having together. And that's a crazy, unique kind of thing. We've never really had something like that where everybody's suffering in very different ways, but all uh, uh, because of the same thing. And it's like there's a part of being locked down together that is really nice, but there's also a part of being locked down together with your partner that creates strains and are and and creates pressure. Yeah, you and, guys got lucky <laughs> in a way. I'm, <laughs> We're all suffering of the the same thing in a in a different way. In Wait, a way, I could have just been away from you this whole time. You could have been in Taiwan, dude. and I could have been, been t- Taiwan. At a spa, and I could have been. I could have. They have gym jeldings. No, that's the, that's they, Korea. What kind of spas do they have in Taiwan? Are there good spas in Taiwan? They have hot springs. They have hot there springs. I've yet to try them, but so yeah, that to keep that in mind, that like yes, I the ideal version of this thing would be that you're both together. But of course, it's a disease and no one on earth is living the ideal version of life right now. N- nobody, literally nobody. Um, some anti-maskers are pretending, but they're, you know what I'm saying? So to re- keeping that in mind, something like that. And the other, qu- but the, here is a more practical question. Could you guys go on vacation together? Somewhere, a third place? It's it's not really oh, economical gotcha. because most places uh, want right. you to quarantine right, 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 for like really? two weeks. And that's a yeah, big chunk that. of money. Yeah, not to be able to go anywhere. So you you have to pay for yourself to be in a hotel for two weeks? Most places, yeah. Most places. Yeah, and then if you go to the places that don't if you go to the places that don't care, Taiwan and China are gonna be like, uh uh-uh, uh, you, you don't get to come back. <laughs> You don't exactly, exactly. They, it's, uh, it's complicated. Uh, right now, that's that's complicated. So maybe that's the solution. I mean, honestly, two weeks of quarantine with your husband doesn't sound too terrible. But uh, well, we have to quarantine separate. Like once you land, I since we're coming see. from different places, we you. have to quarantine separately. So Singapore is one of the places we thought about. Macau. But if they came like, to America, would they have to quarantine right now? I don't think so. Come no. to America. No, no, exactly. I and here's the thing: he's his country is not part of the EU, so he has a little. He can't come to America without going through uh, a visa process, and it's something we are. I will at least last night. I started going online, checking out what's needed. I'm like, God, 
Damn, America, you guys don't make anything no. easy. Like with the, we're the not whole the process. Bureau- we're not the bureaucratic breezy place that mainland China is. You're right, but <laughs> they're right now. They're like the same. It's crazy. <laughs> I would, I think like, I think that's the answer. There isn't an answer. That's the the primary. My my gut says there isn't an answer other than just keeping this in perspective. Like that you guys got married, marriage is forever if it works. And this is a blip. This is a weird blip in your life. But you have to establish some fun. Yes. Yeah. Something away from the stress. Your whole life cannot be about the stress of borders and when you're going to see each other and what the latest variant is, you know, overtaking the country. Like you have to have space for something else. I think, I think together. It's right. Like Natasha's right. And what you were saying, you always talk about it. Like you guys should establish not only like, dates and i know it feels like paltry because it's like internet blah blah blah. but establish dates where not only are you having a little date on the phone but there are rules that you can't mention visas covid you can't talk about that shit you have to, it has to be like anything else is on the table he could show you his dunks or whatever i mean i is it i i yeah, I think that would be that would be really smart. Like, okay, we're going to watch like maybe you both go. I mean, you weren't really asking for date suggestions, but like maybe you both go get a kind of cuisine that isn't uh the cuisine of where you live. Like you both go get Italian food from somewhere and then come back and eat it together on that little cute shit that seems really corny, but it's like what but do you have But here's the thing. That? If Moshe and I were far away, I would have to think of every one of those things. Okay, well, there's no need. So to I'm just me. saying, sometimes you have to like kind of initiate it. Don't Fair. always expect them to yeah. do it. Well, I mean, I the thing is, is like I we accept that this is how it is. I guess where I'm trying because I I think I'm the person that's kind of like, well, you know, where are we going? Like, I'm the one that needs to like chill out. Because I I accept the situation. We both accepted it. And one thing I was thinking uh, was like maybe, do you suggest maybe like a video game that we can play? That's That's a a good couple's video game. I wish I knew. Well, do you like video games a lot? (laughs) Well, um, okay. When we were first uh, separated, we were playing Fortnite a lot. I got a suggestion. I got a great suggestion. It's an improvement upon Fortnite. Uh, okay. Our producer's actually suggesting you guys could, I like this idea a lot. I got, okay. We got, I got some, Natasha, you might want to take a Xanax and sit this one out. Cause I do have, <laughs> I do have some suggestions here. First of all, um, first of all, uh, I had a thought though. When you said you're the one that's going, where are we going with all this? Where are we going? Where are we going? My thought was you guys are married. You're there. The, 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 the one thing about getting married is that you have you get to stop going I mean not all together but it just feels like the one weight off my shoulder was asking it, my partner where are we going I was like we're here wherever we're going we're going together but and where I'm suggesting you go is to the land of Apex Legends now Apex Apex Legends is like Fortnite but it's I think a lot more fun uh, there's a there's a lot more uh, um uh, um like, Wait, you play this? I, this is the game that I play with my friends. But that's what I was going to say. The the people who I've connected with over this year are people that I played Apex Legends with with a dorky little headset on because it's like I'm playing this game. She's trying to fuck this guy. She brought up video like... games. She lives in Taiwan. <laughs> She's probably like a big gamer. She probably goes to like an internet cafe and plays World of Warcraft. Uh, but I, I know, no. but I'm trying. I want to try something different, you know? If you like Fortnite, 
you will you you will like Apex Legends. It's basically the same game, but more fun. There's no building. There's more interesting characters. There's there's women of color characters. I don't know if you care about that, but that's a little di- that's a little different I than Fortnite. Was like all that. these yeah. like generic like blonde guy. Yeah, one, just one. one blonde there's man. There's just one. Like there, it's more to me. It's a much more uh, engaging game. There's, there's more fun to be had. And hanging out with somebody playing a game to me has been a lot. Really, through the pandemic, has been other than surfing. Has been was like my escape was like being able to be on Apex Legends. But our producer has a great suggestion also, which is to you could, guys could get an Oculus, get both get an Oculus Rift, and then you can kind of hang out in VR oh. together, which is even more. Oh you my have god! A date. That would be fun. A date, a date in, v, in, in, on, <laughs> in VR on the Oculus would be awesome. You find the two-player games. That you is actually a great idea. Together. That you is. You could work out together. You could uh, you could do all this different stuff together, and it's a lot of fun. Can you I, have a? Could they order their dinner, and then like that? I don't know. No, it'd be hard it'd to be eat. Like, it'd be like all over the <laughs> but no, your face. But you could play. You could play. You could play tennis together. You guys could go visit, visit. I mean, that Oculus was impressive. It's amazing. Both of you should get an Oculus Rift. Yeah. Is it? Hopefully we should. Okay. Well, we were. We were trying to decide because I'm an Xbox person. Not that I was. I'm. I'm. I'm past that age, but I'm feeling like I have to go back now, like a step because like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 36. So I'm at that age where I was ready to start with him, a family. You were ready to upgrade these- to a PlayStation five. I get it. You're at that age. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was like, you know what? Xbox. We'll, we'll, we'll try to. Well, I guess thank the pandemic that you get a few more years of gaming before you've got to breed. <laughs> I. Yes, and before I have the responsibility. I would say uh, Oculus would be an awesome way for you guys to hang out. It would, I, I think that would be really cool. And if you're looking for a game already, that's a cool way to do something unique together. And playing a, a game like Apex, where it's co- it's cooperative is really fun as well. I mean, so one Oculus date, one, one other kind of date where you watch a movie and, uh, and just find, be easy. Like Natasha said, be easy on yourself and understand that we're all in a trauma to get. I mean, like it gets worse. Like, you know, I always think about world war two when I think about COVID, like when I think about how difficult it was for us, I'm like, but what about the people who one of them was in a fucking concentration camp and the other was hiding in an attic? Like people lived through that and lived to tell the tale. A lot of people didn't, but people did. So it's like people have been through worse. And you, this to me is like, I mean, I'm no, I don't know your life, but it's a blip. It's a, it's one moment that you'll remember together and then you'll be able to have the rest of your lives. Absolutely. I appreciate that. You guys do. Good. I like this. I'm glad yeah. I called. I'm glad you called too. We'll see you in Singapore. Okay. Taiwan, yes. honey. No, that's where we're all going to vacation together. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Singapore we're, is supposed to be like gonna really meet, open. We're all going to meet in Singapore. That's Great. right. Okay. Yeah, good luck. We'll do it. Let's do it okay. up. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. All these lives. It's all these like people living lives in these different ways. It's like it always trips me out. Like also, America's so big, we kind of take it for granted because we all kind of just travel around America right. in terms of like family and you know people but, being separated by borders. And I was thinking, I wanted to ask her, but I didn't know if it would be boring. Is like because he's European, he probably has to be. There's probably only so many places that that guy can earn a living teaching basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably makes a good living in China teaching basketball because he's probably really good, Europe good. And like, it's not like he can just move to America and become a successful basketball coach because there's 10 million basketball coaches here. So they're, they're they have their dynamic or whatever. Anyway, 
um, we have our dynamic as well. We do. Which is that we want people to call our secrets hotline, which is 213-222-8608. You can also send us an email at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. Of course, we're on Instagram. You can find the podcast at apple.co forward slash endlesshoneymoon or on YouTube as well. Yeah, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Why not? As our friend's kid says, subscribe. Yeah. He's teaching our we are, We're friends with a kid who's seven-year-old walks around and says, subscribe. subscribe. Well, Tosh. I'll to t- our YouTube channel. I'll tell you what. You've subscribed subscribe. to my heart. And I will never let you unsubscribe. Subscribe. Because I love you. I, I love you. I love you too. <laughs>